Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. SoapCon Live is proud to partner with The Locker Room to bring your favorite daytime stars to your living room with free live panels starting May 1st. Sponsored by Soap Opera Digest, Retro TV, and It's Real Good TV, check out SoapConLive.com to see the complete schedule, purchase autographs, video greetings, or book your virtual meet and greet with your favorite soap star today. I was just looking at that opening and I was just like, man, I actually miss Rena Sofer on General Hospital. Oh, me like too. I, uh, I want to get her and Lisa Lo in a room together, even if it's not a Olivia and Lois. I just want I just want them to, to be able to chat. Like, I just want to see that. I, I just want to be a fly on the wall for that. And I think it would be fun. I don't think it's impossible for... I mean, well, it's going to depend, actually, um, on how... But before we get into everything, because I have something to say about that. <laughs> guys, welcome to another episode. We're so happy to be back here. My name is Darrell Anthony with my amazing head co-host, Lucretia Lyons. Hi, Lucretia. Yeah. yeah. So we're talking we got right into it on GH. So, Lucretia, I was going to ask you <laughs> if they brought... Back to it. If they bring yeah. in Lois, because I think that they should and could... Who do you think would be a great Lois recast, especially if Rena is still doing bold? Because it looks like they're about to push her into Carter's direction, which is which hot. that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, what do you think? Like, what are your thoughts? It's like who could play Lois? Because the the key to Lois is the accent, and I had the privilege of getting Rena Sofer to to do the Lois voice for me on the red carpet once for CBS daytime event. Um, and that was amazing. And so so you have to do the accent. And that's why I think Amanda Sutton was perfect for her daughter because that just works. She she can pull that that fun comedy Brooklyn accent like Brooklyn Quartermain should have. And so I'm trying to think of, I mean, do, do you think it would be out of the possibilities to get someone like Marissa Tomei? I mean, because I don't, who, who, because who I else think, could do it? Yeah. Well, if, if, if there is a, if there's anybody who can do it, it is Frank Valentini. Mm -hmm. You know, he obviously gets Kim Delaney and he's mm -hmm. had some heavy hitters come in. Um, Oh my goodness, this is so crazy. Uh, Dee, um, uh, who was in the horror movies back in the day, and she played- Dee Wallace, yeah, yep. Dee Wallace, she came in. They also had- She was nominated for the who, Emmy. Mm -hmm. She was. They also had the actress who played Sybil. Uh, well, she didn't play Sybil, but yes. the character name was Sybil, who came in um, recently as um, a psychic, so I can't think of her name. 
Yeah, I was like, wait, no, not Sybil Danning. That was uh, Howling. Um, the character was. But God, yeah, it'll come to me. Because, yeah, she was Ava's psychic, and she was in the bad seat even. She's been acting for, like, ever. And I know exactly who you're talking about. But yeah. Sibley was the character. But, God, the yeah. actress, it's going to drive me crazy. Because um, she was on 911 a little bit ago, just like our little Jake Weber, um, Hudson West. I, guys, I watched that stuff, and TJ's going to be on, uh, or was on last night. Sorry, I'm behind. <laughs> well, he's actually he's actually um, not so little anymore. He's grown up, and so has uh, Brooklyn Silzer. She's 15 years old now. Like, where has the time gone? These kids are growing up all over the place. But, I mean, yes, Marissa Tomei would be great. You know, a lot of people... And I know you're probably gonna have strong feelings on this too. I hate it when Leslie <laughs> Kane. Me, strong feelings. <laughs> yes, friend. I know you now. Listen, Leslie Kay, A lot of people did not like her interpretation of Lois. I kind of felt like it was okay. She was okay with the accent, but it kind of felt more of a caricature because I feel like Rena put so much into the character of Lois. So, I mean, I don't know. A lot of people are uh, were saying Drew Penson could play the role if we're looking at daytime people. Um, you know, as we as we famously know, her husband, Billy mm -hmm. Warlock, played AJ. Oh, yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I think that Julie could do yeah, it. Yeah, because Julie also... was on Fort Charles, but I know that they only cross over a little bit there. Yeah, they kind of don't, don't do that anymore. And I don't know if they're going to... I feel like the show goes back and forth on dropping those nuggets. Right now, we're obviously getting the Nixon Falls, which is an homage to Agnes mm -hmm. Nixon, as well as... Um, it's cute. Uh, it's cute. And, and I mean, they're in the Tano, which is in the Latano Mountains, which is famously known um, in One Life to Live. So, uh, I mean, I think they kind of teetered a line, and I really think that's because, and I know you probably want to bring this up, that, you know, all my children... You know, Pine Valley is slated to uh, to come back. So I think that they're a little bit on, uh, let's see what's going to happen there before we start. Because I know that they're in talks as well with One Life to Live. They want to bring that back. And I think people are just teetering around because they don't want to mess up storylines again. Yeah, and, and that's sort of the thing is um, as far as the crossover stuff goes, because of the impending Pine Valley, which... Um, a little birdie told me that it would be a filming this summer. They're 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 tweaking the script, so they're really working it out, guys. With Richard Nixon, not the Richard Nixon, <laughs> Agnes Nixon's no, no. son, <laughs> and it was Veronica Car Cartwright, the actress that played um, uh, yes. Sibley Gamble. Yeah, um, I, it was killing me. So I was in this other window looking on IMDb <laughs> while well, listening. I'm glad. But, I love One Life to Live will always be my favorite and for so many reasons. So if any way we can bring that back, I'm all for it. But yeah, I mean, and I do see that's why they're hesitant to sort of mix storylines. And with Julie Pinson, I was like, yeah, they could bring her on um, and have her play Lois. Why not? I mean, they don't really acknowledge all the Port Charles stuff anyway. And, and I get it. Like, like it is what it is. And it's cute when you have the little seeds, but with all my children and one like to live, they were years long soap. So they're the Agnes yeah. Nixon soap. So if one's coming back, let's see what they do with the other one. And, and I'm glad it, that, that that is a consideration. Yeah. And I mean, if anything, 
if Pine Valley is a success, they can also float people in and out of that town. I'm excited to see what they're going to do because, listen, I think, I personally think the show should open, and this is me having no intel, but I think the show yeah. should open with them, um, with people coming back to town for the funeral of Adam Chandler. I think oh, that yeah. is the best way to open the show. I think that that gives a tribute to David Canary, which brings in a lot of viewers. Which we should, everyone loved, yeah. Everyone loved him. Um, I think that, you know, I think that Stuart either A has to be dead and you have to just go with what happened before David brought him back in the finale uh-huh. on ABC, or you just have to say like, Stuart is not in town anymore and you don't know where he is. But I think giving a tribute to Adam Chandler is a way to have, at least in the first episode, all of those beloved characters that we know and love back. That's exactly how it opened it. And I know that the synopsis stated that a reporter was gonna come to town about a few between the Canes and um, the Santoses. So I think that that's perfect. This reporter comes to town, they see everything that's going on at this funeral, and this is a great way, at least in the first episode, to have, even if it's a guest star uh, appearance, all the main characters from the original show that can and are willing to, to come back. And I think if you do it as a tribute to David Canary, who was very beloved over there, and such a such yeah, a he was a man. real legend. Yeah, he was a real legend, and he was such a gracious man when I met him in the uh, spinoff. Um, and he was he was very mm-hmm. sick then, but he still did that. That's how important the show was to him. So I think that that would be a great way to bring it back and you know kick things off and and really have those people come in. Now, who stays after that? I don't know, uh, but we'll see. Yeah, because the show has been slated to surround the the Kane and Santos family, which makes sense when you have um, Haley and Mateo behind it. Uh, Kelly Ripa and Mark Consuelos, and he was the Santos. Like, um, you know, Maria, Dr. Maria Santos Gray, that was Ava LaRue. And, um, you know, I, I understand that, that that family will be heavily involved. It's interesting that I totally had forgotten until recently that Sydney Pendy, uh, Sydney Penny's character, Julia Santos, had been killed off because I was like, oh yeah, they did that because she had adopted Tad and Dixie's daughter Kate. Um, but yeah, yeah, like she would be somebody good. At, but again, when it's a soap, so even though they're killed off, there's no reason they can't come back. I mean, maybe it was witness protection. You know, they're the know. sky's the limit. They brought back Jesse, so they could bring back Julia. Oh my God, they brought back Jesse. They can definitely bring back Julia. I mean, they brought back worse people who've been killed off. People. Who I mean, they undid left- Erica Kane's abortion. <laughs> They they undid that. So I'm excited to see this. I know people were saying that uh, they think Sarah Michelle Gellar will come back. I actually think that where Kendall is now and who Kendall is now, I really think that the role should stay with Alicia Minshew. I've thought about yeah. this uh, for a while. And, you know, Sarah just got a spinoff. She just got a, a primetime show. Who knows if it'll last? Because poor Sarah can't mm-hmm. keep a primetime show. Uh, she After Buffy, she can't keep a show. Um, yeah, even though I liked um, the few shows she did, like Ringer. Billy Miller was in that, guys. It was pretty Ringer. hot. And then um, the what was it? The crazies with Robin Williams. Um, yeah. yeah, that show was good. Yeah. Yeah. She's had some, she's had some really, I personally think decent shows. And what's crazy is I was shocked that the clueless, not clueless, sorry, that the cruel intentions, uh, spinoff, the, t- the TV version didn't happen because they were all, yeah, that's weird. For it. it was, it was weird because it's such a good movie, but I think the reason it didn't happen oh, yeah. is they were pitching it to, I believe NBC 
And my thing is something like that, if you want it to be told right and you want it to be sexy. You mean like really, Constantine? Uh, you know, if right. you want a bisexual um, anti-hero that maybe this isn't the network. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw network. that road. Yeah. And, and I think that they should have maybe tried and maybe they did, I don't know, but I think that they, you know, something like a, like a Netflix or something where they can get a little raunchy. Cause that's what people want to see. I want to see raunchiness. And if Yeah, I mean, the plot of the movie is a guy bets his stepsister that he can bed his uh, virgin. And so he can fuck his sister in, in, in the butt. Um, I was like, I know I cleaned it up there at the end. Um, you did. And made you cleaned it up. The Oscar. And the butt, like, that's literally the plot of the movie. Maybe NBC's not the place for that. Yeah, they're like, but what and a who? No, we can't be doing that. No. We got a lot of people. <laughs> I mean, they can, listen, I don't know if people know this, but you see how they got rid of every single reference of gay on Days of Our Lives because people can handle it. And what's even crazier though, um, I know uh, right now a couple, a little bit of Days news. I know we're probably gonna get to it a little bit later, but they have, um, Jack is exiting temporarily, as Paulina looks like. Um, it as is long as it's temporarily. I love me some Paulina. No, yeah. It is um, It looks like the role of Chanel, according to several sources, is going to be recast. I know the actress who plays Chanel. Really? She's filming uh, a new show at MC Light because Precious Way is a rapper. And I was actually hoping to oh, be wow. able to see. I was happy. I was actually hoping to be able to see her rap um you know you know talents on days of our lives i thought that would have been pretty good with her and you know claire being a singer um i don't know though if isabel durant is a singer i know she's a dancer but i don't know if she is a singer as you know because they haven't really talked about her singing they they alluded yeah. like oh she's gonna sing at claire's uh sierra's memorial but that was off screen and then of course the other rumor is stacy haddock is going to be exiting as Kristen. Which I found that interesting that they hmm. said ask Kristen. I assume that yes, means the Susan too. Mm -hmm. but I don't know. Who knows? I mean, Susan didn't kidnap Sarah and send her off, and Susan didn't whack Kate and try to do the same thing. I mean, it it is what it is. Like Kristen has been written in a corner, but Susan hasn't. So I mean, if you want to keep a talent like Stacey Haddock, who's adorable and so good. You know, that's the reason we have two different characters. You can kill off Adrian, but you can keep Judy Evans and have her be Bonnie. And I'm new to days and I already get this. <laughs> I love, I love Bonnie. Yeah. I'm just so, it, it's just so sad because the yeah. thing is the character of Kristen, Kristen is not, and Eileen Davidson said this in an interview a few years ago, I believe when she was actually doing promotional work um, for uh, the Housewives of Beverly Hills when she was talking about her soap career. And she said that the character of Kristen is not a character that you can give longevity to because of how out there she is. She's always yeah. coming up with schemes and doing things. So she's like, for her, she's like, it's very hard to look at days as anything past having a character, having a storyline that goes beyond a year when it comes to Kristen. She said, because she comes to town kind of like Sammy, the way Sammy <laughs> is coming in and out. When they come to town, they come with such a bang and they do so much damage that in order to be able to bring that character back later, you have to rest that character for a few months yeah. and then bring them back in. I think Ron does a really lovely job of doing that.
Oh, yeah. And he's done this on One Life to Live. He has done it on um, General Hospital. He loves to rest characters. And I think with a show like Days, where there are so many characters like that, it really works. But with General Hospital, when it is one of those things that as much as we love it, it does sadly revolve around a certain group of characters. We all know who they are. There's no reason to bring it up. But it's nice <laughs> to see that even Chris and Dan are going a little bit more Ron and resting certain characters. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, I feel like, listen, I have to get this to Chris and Dan. Uh, and, you know, Maurice did an interview where mm -hmm. he, he talked about this. I believe it was in Soaps, Soaps and Death, maybe. But, um, no, it was Soap Harbor Digest. I don't know. But he did an interview. And he said, <laughs> they, they were like, Maurice, how excited are you? about you know the current storylines uh that you're doing and he said well my favorite part is number one being able to work with other people and i have a lot of time off work now to do other projects because i'm not filming as much because i'm not on as much and i think that that really you know i've really you know people screamed and moaned and complained that oh my god this is the sunny show and sonny hasn't been on that much like he no. literally their, their characters literally rested and like there was one there were like two weeks that Sonny wasn't on a whole week and the next week he was on like one day and people have kind of rested on him and now unfortunately that attention has shifted to Harley <laughs> uh because they feel like but it's like listen somebody has to be on every day if general hospital is going to still go with Port Charles being ran by the mob. So somebody was going to run the mob. So if it wasn't going to be Carly, it was going to be Jason. And if it wasn't going to be Jason, it was going to be Michael. And if it wasn't going to be Michael, it was going to be Cyrus. And the thing is, is that somebody would have always been from that family running the mob in some sort of way. So those characters have to exist. Um, but I understand the fans having vitriol toward the fact that they're like, why is Carly on every day. Like, and not only that, why is she involved in every storyline? And for me, to be honest, it makes sense because Carly is that type of character to stick her nose in everybody's business. Oh yeah, like, like in that aspect, yes. Like she's always in everybody's shit. Like <laughs> that, that's, her, that's literally her thing. And when she feels like her kids or Jason are being threatened, she's completely involved. If it has anything to do with Sonny, she's kind of like, eh. He can handle it. Jason is her personal business. Um, you know, I'm excited. I, I was very excited to see, uh, you know, a couple of things in our overall thoughts. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, where I put things so I don't forget. <laughs> right. Jason Osborne. Uh, Jason Bourne, sorry. A lot of people, uh, I, I don't know why I said Osborne. Was yeah, that was Angela Durrell who came up with that on, on Twitter. Um, I was yeah. like, I love it. I ship it. That's their ship name now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do love it. Um, I also love to see Kelly Thabod as Brit standing up to I love her writer, Carly. Mm -hmm. And she was just like, Carly, I ain't taking your shit. You might have did this to Sam. You might have did this to every other bitch that ran with Jason, but not me. Like, mm -hmm. ugh. And I, I think that was such a great scene. And I'm hoping that we get to see Britt and Jason run away together, which it looks like that might be heading in that direction. They leave town together. Well, it's funny. My favorite Jason pairing um, out of one is Jason and Robin. And um, oh, of course, yeah. this is Jason Morgan, not Jason Quartermain, who was adorable with Keisha. Um, <laughs> oh, I love them and Keisha. 
but uh, but yeah, with Jason Morgan, there was really one woman, Robin, because all the other women were sacrificed at the altar of Jason, the altar of Carly, the altar of Sunny, and love them or hate them otherwise, like Liz and Sam, I don't want to use the D word, but you know, they should have better, okay? Um, even Sam, I hate to say it, but um, but yeah, it is what it is. But with Britta, and what I love about this character is, uh, ironically, she's like Robin. She's her own person. She will stand up to Carly. She don't give a shit. Um, and she, she doesn't want to sacrifice herself to the altar of Jason. And that's a girl that can date Jason. And it's funny to me that Britt, who is the rival to Robin, her creation was to dig at Robin, yet she's sort of going on the same path as Robin and I love it because I love Robin and I feel like this is, this is really good writing and thank God we have someone in Kelly Thibault because she really made that character work. Like did yes, anybody think in that character who could go on from that initial storyline, faking a pregnancy with Ben, mm -hmm. which is Rocco, all that crap. No, it had no. to be somebody good like her and somebody yeah. we like. Yeah, I mean, I honestly feel the same way about Kathleen Gotti as Dr. Oh, Oprah. yeah. I mean, that is a character that shouldn't be on the show. That character should not exist. And Kathleen recently said in an interview that character wasn't supposed to last that long. I mean, she kidnapped uh, and, and basically helped hold captive Robin, who is a legacy character. We watched Kimberly McCullough grow up in that role. Yeah. And she shouldn't have, Dr. Overett, that should have been the end of it. Anna should have pulled a bullet in her, and that should have been the end. But we <laughs> love Obrecht. We love She's adorable. Yeah. Great. And she's finally getting some Scotty's dead. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I know it's good because I, the way she's smiling, it must be real mm -hmm. good. I'm just, um, Motor? I'm super excited. Yeah, and I'm, I'm just super excited about, you know, the possibility of Brit and Jason. And it's funny because today's episode had like a little hand holding between Sam Aww. and Dante. And then the yesterday- oh, was like You, you tricked and, me. <laughs> yeah, the little hand holding. And like for both of them, I'm kind of like, I mean, Olivia, I love Lisa Lo Cicero, but uh, Olivia getting on my nerves because she rolled up today and was just like, what's going on with you and Sam? And I love that Dante, he didn't even acknowledge her. He was just like, mom, what do you want? Like, I'm not answering, I'm grown. Like, <laughs> they have the perfect relationship though. That, And this is what I love about Olivia is like, I love complicated female characters. Ava Jerome is the queen. I love me some some Dr. Brett Westbourne, uh, yeah. Dr. Ulbricht. And yeah. that's really who Olivia is. Is Olivia the best mom on the show by far? Like, not even a contest, guys. No offense, but Olivia kept her kids away from the fucking mob the best she could. Um, she wasn't all up in that business, and I applaud her for it. But is Olivia perfect? No, she ain't. And that's what's so adorable about her and Anna and all these characters is that they aren't perfect. And so well, Olivia's yeah. a little nosy, okay? <laughs> She's a little nosy, but you know, I love that Dante the other day, Olivia was like talking shit to Brooklyn. Cause Brooklyn was like, <laughs> oh, I know. And she called and her out. Like, I love it. He said, you did it to me and Sonny. And she was like, ah! And like, again, that's a weird editing choice because when they came back, they didn't address her being like Dante. Or, they didn't address it. So I thought it was interesting. But speaking of BLQ, you upset about something that you want to discuss about what she's doing to your husband. So please <laughs> tell us how you feel. 
You're looking for your cake. Yeah. I know. I was like, I believe the mug says Valentine, but okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, it ain't official, uh, sadly. But yeah, like I love Brooklyn. I, I love this character. She brings the best out of Chase and Michael and everybody she's in. Because I, I, I actually really enjoy her in all the scenes. But girl, you really think you're going to pull one over on the smartest character and the sexiest character on the show? You know, he's both. <laughs> I mean, this is very interesting because <laughs> I really love James Patrick, uh, and I don't think he deserves this now because I feel like he really is working to better himself um, as a character. Uh, and so I, I just, I, I hate that she's doing this, but I get the overall reasoning that, you know, obviously- It's very Brooklyn, is, yeah. It's, it's very Brooklyn. But I mean, a lot of fans still feel that, like, listen, can Max's baby just for real die though? Because we don't want her to be tied to Peter. I know. They're like, they're like I Max get it. with anybody else. But you know, this is good because I think when Peter ultimately meets his demise. I mean, they did this for Sabrina and Michael. They rewrote Carlos as the kid and wrote it off for you guys. But remember how cute that 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 was compared to some of the crap you have now. Right. I mean, but, 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 the, but the thing is, I really think what's I, uh, I think that what's going to really happen is pe when Peter meets his demise, I'm putting it out there in the universe, yeah. um, that we're going to get a child, you know, hopefully General Hospital is on for another 20, 30 years. If so, yeah. I feel like we're going to get a child from Maxi that is gonna grow up to be kind of a terror like Charlotte was in the beginning, mm -hmm. that is gonna be very angry and take on Peter's DNA, like phase on, yeah. and then we're gonna have that going. So, I mean, I feel like that's where they're gonna go, um, but that's really me putting out there that General Hospital is gonna be around for another 20 years or at least five so they can soar us because listen, They'll 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 age that baby real quick. It'll be a baby this year. Next year, it'll be a whole teenager. Well, yeah, it really depends. Like with Becky Hurst, she never aged, so it took them forever to age her kids. And it's no disrespect to any other actress, but they would even be like, "All right, uh, this kid, you know, you saw on screen, uh, be born in like the early two thousands." They're your age now, Lucretia. Um, and you just got to deal with that. <laughs> I like that they, but you know, it, it worked out for the best with Becky's situation because, you know, we would have William Lipton. And oh, forgot, yeah. He's so good. Yeah. I thought there was a boy who played the role of Cameron for like two or three days, Caden McQuad. He was on there for like two or three days. Yeah. And they were just like, nah. Oh, yeah. But you know, I, I saw an online petition the other day about people wanting to bring back. Drew Garrett as Michael, and I went and I looked at some of Drew's scenes, and I thought they were really good. No disrespect to Chad Duell, I think you know he's definitely made the character his. And they're own, finally own playing that. to his strengths. Like he's yeah. really good with the drama, and he's funny. Like uh, he's yeah, funny. and I'll always defend Chad because he reminds me of my little brother, even though he's older than me. But um, I'm just like, no, he's really good. It's not his fault they write Michael Lame. Like here's all these examples. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, I, I really do think that Chad's at his best when Chad is, you know, being funny and all that. But Chad mm, also yeah. is great at being an asshole. Michael, oh. when he put that gun on Sonny, I mean, that I think Chad so got, good. didn't yeah. he get his Emmy from that? He got an Emmy from that. I believe so, yeah. Yeah. So, I, I mean, clearly what I would do is I would And him and Dom and are great together, yeah. They're really great. I would go back and look at the... um the Emmy winning scenes 
and mm-hmm. use those to continue to push things forward. Um, yeah, or push things nice. towards Chase. Like, you know, Ooh, you guys okay. have a lot of, you have a lot of options and they seem like cordial and, and goofy with it. So, so sometimes guys, um, just play with it. Uh, when, when, I love seeing these little boys uh, or, or adult men, I'm sorry, run into stuff and play it off. Like, like that's what they do really well. Moses did it on Y&R and it so worked for the scene. Yeah, <laughs> and Chad's I, really great at that. Like, well, they, I love when they do that. Uh, you know, it happened on uh, days this week. I don't know if anyone <laughs> follow uh, Lamone's um, Twitter. <laughs> God, I'm sure find his shirt. Find yes. His shirt. And, and me and my mama, we yeah, I know. Me, me and my mama were very grateful for that because we are big Eli fans. Um, <laughs> who is like, it? Ooh, I, yeah. listen, that was it's like, oh, I want to hide his shirt every scene. <laughs> you know, I have to give. We could probably get Jackie to do it. <laughs> and you know, I would give love and respect to Ron because one thing Ron does is he turns up the sex on the men when mm-hmm. he's writing the show. Those men are running around. Who knows who his viewers are? Mm-hmm. You know, I was just like, Bessie, you have a moan. It's the picture you sent me, I believe. And he yeah. was in boxers and he was flexing. I was just like, this don't make no damn sense. Why does he look like this? And how could I get there to get to him? But no, Lamone's a sweet guy. Yeah. I would never, but he's, he's incredibly talented and sweet. And I'm so glad that they're focusing on um, the different diversity in Salem. I think that that's really important. Yeah. Um, and it's one of those things that it surprises me that it's taken days this long, but I, I'm glad they're getting there. They're, they're realizing that you know, when you're in Illinois, um, of all places, uh, not everybody looks like Hope Brady. Well, <laughs> or Sam thank, Brady. They had all Brady's. <laughs> or else there'd be no fucking on the show. Or it'd no, be in Arkansas. <laughs> poor poor arkansas but you're yeah. right um, yeah but you know some exciting things did happen this week you already talked about <laughs> Moses and young and the rest of us not listening yeah. a lot of people are still upset a week ago when victor newman um incorrectly called <laughs> moses neil's grandson so yeah. i don't i think that was a mess up on maybe eric Braden's part and the people who were filming but yeah they should have at least cut it like <laughs> Yeah, just son. Uh, but listen, you're really excited because you feel like the real Victor Newman is back and he's giving you what you love to see. Well, because, again, like with Sonny, while I enjoy um, the Mike storyline for him, because that sort of fits Maurice and he looks like he's having a good time, I feel like Eric Braden, though, he enjoys being the bad Victor Newman because yeah. he hadn't been playing that, too. It People like New. New is, you know, like Barney yeah. says on How I Met Your Mother. New is always better. When you're not, <laughs> when you've not been playing something like Victor's being good dad to Adam or whatever, how great is it to be able to turn the tables and turn on that bad Victor Newman and like literally pull a Tracy Quartermain and let a guy have a heart attack and force him to sign something? Yeah. I mean, I love those. I remember when Dorian also did that. Oh, um, yeah. Victor Lord, yeah. And, and didn't she do it with Victor and Clint? I feel like that happened with Clint oh, as yeah. well, where he, where he had a Something heart attack. Something with and, Clint, yeah. Yeah. And so, for me, I mean, I love those kind of stories because I really feel like, because the repercussions from it, especially if the person survived the heart attack, can go in so many different directions. They can show the other character like- And oh, Billy is know. already trying, I mean, Billy Boy is already trying. 
Right, and it's like, either you don't fuck with this person or you're like, wow, we need to join forces. So I'm excited to see where that story goes. And I mean, I hope wherever it goes, that it leads to our girl Victoria getting laid. Because <laughs> That's the note I write in every rundown. She's not getting laid. I don't understand what's happening. Why do you think that is? I, I don't know. I, I, I don't understand what YNR is doing because Victoria is a great character and Amelia Henley is great. Done. Let her be Victor Newman's daughter. I didn't mind this making up scene with Nick because um, I actually got to watch a little bit of YNR today before doing this. But but yeah, I don't mind Victoria being a good sister to Nick, but let her be Victor Newman's daughter and let her be hot. She's hot. Let her be sexy. I love Billy. He, uh, if I could pick any guy on the show, I know I got problems, guys, but I'd probably pick Billy. Like, I get it. I, 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 I totally get it, honey. But he and Lily are so much better. That's so much more healthy. Um, there are plenty of hot guys in Genoa City, and you're not related to, like, half of them. So, so let it be free, Vicky. And why not Ashlyn? Like, he better be okay because I, I love Richard Berge. That man is sexy. And, and why couldn't he and Vicky just get along, okay? Or her and Ray, like, you know, something. Well, Richard Berge is such a, for me, oh. he's such a um, a temporary type of actor on shows like this. And he, I didn't expect him to stick around for a long period of time. Um, but unless he became more of the Cyrus Renault, where you find <laughs> yeah. out that he might be somebody's long lost relative. And like, that's why he's really in town. Because I think that's the only thing that would work. Or if him and Victoria slept together, she got pregnant. Yeah. Um, but the, but or the, they the just bang and get it on like like for a while like remember that hot guy um with the boat the blonde a few years ago like Michael yeah. Rourke was the actor um yeah like what what happened to that guy like let Vicky have a fling I love me some Billy but I'm not interested in a Billy reunion no let Victoria move on let well, Vicky be that strong woman like I get it but no. Let let her get let her get some D. I mean, maybe they can do since they're both owned by Sony. Maybe they can do a crossover, and her and Xander can get together because he is looking Ooh. mighty fine today with this haircut, and, it's so cute. and and he just looked like he just needs a shower. But like, I he doesn't smell, but he just might need one, and he might smell like Axe and body spray. But like, I don't know. He's sorry. I brought that an eight pack. Like, I mean, <laughs> Paulina was I, like, what? <laughs> what is that? Oh my god, like he is so fine. Yeah. And like Greek god? Uh, or Scottish Greek God. I mean I mean Greek it's god. like Gerard Butler and John Stamos oh. got put together and um yeah, sorry, we're objectifying Xander and Eli. But that's what Days is about, and I appreciate Ron for understanding that. <laughs> I mean, listen, when they um <clears throat> when they and you know I love Philip. <laughs> right. Well, I do know you also. Uh, when they did the scene with well, the other day, well, a couple things. So the other day, my roommate was in the uh, living room. He walked by and um, Robert Scott Wilson was shirtless. And he was just like, damn. He said, why does he have such a deep V cut? And I was like, I told you. And then Xander, I was looking at the scenes online between him and Leo when Leo was like, yeah, sleep with me. And Xander was like, all right. And I'm like, I remember thinking like, is Ron about to like actually let them have sex? Because listen, it wouldn't be out of the norm based off of, you know, Young and the Wrestlers we talked about, Adam Newman having sex yeah. with 
uh, right back. So I was just like, please let them do that because that's hot. And then that would just give everybody the fantasy they need, but it didn't happen. So I'm left over here imagining, but that was, that was good TV. Yeah. I mean, you know, Alan Ball, that, that, that wonderful human being there, he gave us what we wanted because he had the out of being vampires and the dreams and the, the blood, you know, so, so as much as we ship Eric and um, Jason, for example, the two objectively hottest guys on the show, or like when, when all seed and Eric have like a fight and they're naked for like no reason, it just works. I appreciate Ron because daytime has a little bit of different rules, but, but he he lets us ha he lets us have what we can during the day. He lets us. I, I and I, I love was like, you I don't so know much. where I was going with that. <laughs> we, we both. You see, when we both started talking about this, we started blacking out. Listen, we have yep. to get off the hot people and get to the hot press. Let's talk news that is going on right now in soap world. So listen. We found out last week that John Riley is going to be, uh, his memorial is set, I believe, for April 21st, I'm sorry, May 21st, on General Hospital that's gonna also be starring his daughter, which we yeah. are super excited about. And a couple of special guests are gonna be coming in, so people are excited. I'm excited to see, we're gonna see the, uh, based off the synopsis, the return of Felicia. Yes, which is very- Christina Ragnar, yeah. And Kimberly McCullough as Robin. Yeah. They're both and related. We yeah, and we haven't seen uh, Christina Wagner since, oh my God, it's been definitely before COVID episodes, yeah. but Felicia, it's been a while, and I'm excited to see Felicia again, and I'm hoping that, you know, I would like to see Felicia involved a little bit more with Maxi because we've mm -hmm. already always known Felicia to be maybe not the best mother to Maxie and uh, Georgie in the past. So I think that she's made enough amends that Felicia would definitely be in on this scheme that Maxie has. Oh, yeah. Like, she would definitely be in on that. So I, I, I hope that we get to utilize Felicia in that way once she comes back. I mean, a lot of people felt the same way, and I don't know how you felt, Lucretia, about uh, Felicia not being utilized in the correct way with the Ryan Chamberlain story until the very end. Um, so I, I'm hoping that she's able to come back and be involved a lot more. Yeah, and, and I understand, like, with the Ryan Chamberlain thing, I think it came down more to... Um, it was nice to shift to Ava because, you know, I love me some more. Happy birthday, by the way, uh, legend. But, uh, and, and, it, and it made sense. And I understand the logistics of the business, the contracts and having to service all these people and figuring it out. Like, um, uh, well, as Carolyn Hennessy said, that the reason she wasn't in Alexis's 25th episode or 25th anniversary episode was because she was filming a movie. There's a lot of logistics involved and people don't live in LA and all that. So, so I, I'm a little bit more forgiving knowing the logistics there. But when it comes to like, like the Ryan storyline, the way they've written it with Ava, like I'm all in, but with the wedding and some of the other stuff, it's like, I, I hope that it was just an availability issue, not like an oversight because Maxie needs her mom. But if it really is more about like budget and, and like the whole thing with Anna, like they have to service that first. Oh, oh okay. Like, yeah. I get it. it, but it's nice to see that for the John Riley tribute that they were like, no, this this is how it has to be, and um, they really there as they say, there's a lot of surprises that they couldn't tell us yet. So so that's cool. I feel like that they hear us and that they are trying, and we can't blame them necessarily. Sometimes that people are are missing when it's really the actor just wasn't available. So wouldn't it be weird if it wasn't Carolyn? <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, I would hate for them to recast just to have somebody because a lot of these actors that have been on there for a very long time were able to use flashbacks and what have you. So when you have someone new that comes in to something that's special like that and you can't use the flashbacks, you know, that's why a lot of people, even though I didn't mind him, a lot of people were slightly upset with um, the role of Spinelli being played by Blake Barris for a small period of time when he came back to Nathan and Max's wedding because they were just like, uh, it just seemed like some random guy there because he didn't really gel with, you know, Maxie, with Kirsten and Maxie. And my thing is, I think that he actually, it would have been great if Blake would have been able to be there when uh, Molly uh, was playing Maxie because they had that uh, connection over on days, uh, Molly yeah. Burnett. So it would have been great to see that. But then again, if Molly would have been the one getting married to Nate and not Christian, that would have been weird too. So, and you, you kind of have to get what you can and take what you can when people are working because, like, guys, that's what it's all about. When people are recurring, it's very, very difficult for them to like always be available and waiting to be available. Yeah. And you can't put everybody on contract because the network just won't allow it. So it, it's a lot harder than that, um, you know, to do that. Yeah, and that's just the thing. It's it, it's really, unfortunately, guys, as much as we love General Hospital and we feel like it's part of our life, it is, um, but it's also a business. And uh, these are people and they have their own lives and they have to pay their bills. like. And, and sometimes they're available, sometimes they're not. And if they're not contract, they're not obligated to be available. It is what it is, and they got to work that out. And yeah, like you say, sometimes with these recasts, they do their best to try and give great nods, like Carla Mosley over on YNR stepping in for Amanda. But um, sometimes you really just have to work with what you have, and it either works or it doesn't, but the show must go on. Yeah, I I haven't got to see Carla as Amanda yet, and if they did anything fun on that, did you have you seen it yet? Yeah, she she was great. I saw her earlier today. I haven't finished the episode, but but yeah, everything I saw, she she really nailed the essence of the character. Good, good. Carla's an amazing actress, um, so I'm really happy to hear that. But I think that a lot of people on the internet, what all has so has been a buzz, is people excited and and giving a rumor, well, maybe a rumor anymore, but Roger Howarth is going to be returning to the show in a new role. And I'm hearing he might be a stripper. Have you heard this rumor? Uh, well, all I know is like they, Chris and Dan tease that it's an extremely memorable debut. And for some reason, like the, the idea of him bearing his face, these are all what, again, it's wishful thinking. I'm with you guys. I get it. Everybody thinks that, that Roger's going to be naked. And if he is, greatest news ever. But I've learned to manage my expectations. And I just think it's adorable that that's what we all secretly hoped is like the, the debut of Roger is naked. So <laughs> I mean, but even if, I mean, for me, that is almost, I mean, I guess if he's stripping on a pole, that's memorable, I guess, but yeah. Remember when Antonio was the stripper on one life to live? Um, right. He went to go undercover for Evangeline. Sorry. That's like one of my favorite storylines. <laughs> it's always ingrained. I love me some Kumar. <laughs> I, I love, I love him too. He's so hot. Um, 
I don't know. I mean, people have to understand, if Roger is going to be a stripper, you're not going to see anything, guys. You're not going to see his butt. I mean, this is daytime television. You're not going to see his butt. You're not going to see, you know, his his, his uh, genitals. So, I, I mean, I'm excited, I guess. Um, I think it'll be interesting. And honestly, I think the first scenes he's going to have, um, I mean, maybe with Elizabeth, I guess. Um yeah. I, I don't know. I, I we'll, we'll see. And I, I think that they'll probably do the whole like, you look familiar. You look like someone I know. So yeah, um, as they do, or <laughs> as 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 they like to do. Um, what else is going on in, in in soap world right now? I mean, like, there's so much news. We could literally do episodes all about the news. Um, but let's just blow through this. Um, uh, like Christopher Maloney's uh, spinoff, uh, sorry, that's what we call it, Law and Order, Organized Crime, or as my brother affectionately calls it, The Elliot Show, uh, the new one. Michael O'Leary from Guiding Light, he is going to be recurring as a priest. So so that's great. We love to see Sophie Lumpkin jobs. Like Kira Barnes, uh, who's going to exit Bold as Zoe and get a much better gig. Um, no offense to Bold, it's just that Zoe was not a great character. You, I, I'm so glad she got a new job uh, on the Fantasy Island reboot because what were they going to do with her? Like, Well, I don't know if so. Well, my sources tell me, and I don't know how true it could be, Zoe might not be leaving, but they might be recasting yeah. And But again, I because the thing is, is this. With the, the people seem to really like uh, Paris as a character, yeah. but they're like, oh, you just have her in town with no family, but we don't want to get rid of all the black people on the show again, like we did with the Avants. So do we bring back an Avant or do we bring back, or do we just recast Yeah, Zoe? why can't we bring back the Avants? It looks like Carla right. was happy to step in. I mean, just saying. I think that they would love to do that. So I, I really need to find a way because like, I agree with you. They don't need the character of Zoe, uh, but if she leaves and they do. remember when Zoe first came on and she was British, like uh, no, I don't. But I was like, now I need to go look at that. Yeah, her and the guy who, um, what was his name? He wasn't obviously uh, Zenday. It was the guy right before him. He was involved. He was an Avant as well. He was like their distant cousin, and he was involved when Emma passed away and. Thomas and all that crazy shit. Well, he oh. left the show too. So it's just like, if they leave, if all these people leave, they're only going to have Carter, who's their token black guy, mm -hmm. maybe Justin, who can pop in to talk to Dollar Bill. And then they'll have <laughs> Harris and Zenday, who isn't even, that's a whole nother conversation. Mm -hmm. But it, it, I really think that Bold really needs to realize that this town. They not only it's Los Angeles people. that that ain't white like no it ain't white it's not all only the foresters who live in town so I wish that they would really look at that and fix that because I feel that Bold and the Beautiful being a show that airs internationally should have a better representation to everyone else in the world of what the U.S. looks like we are black Los Angeles yeah certainly Los Angeles there's there's Asians there's black people there's gay people there's trans people you know there's a a big myriad of people and it's not just rich white people in Los Angeles and I just want them to um to really look at their canvas and say like what can we do to be and look I know Bold and the Beautiful is only 21 minutes long I believe or 20 yeah. minutes 
Um, and so I know it's not a long show, but sometimes it just feels very like, well, I know who they're going to show today because they only got these characters and it, it, it can, it can yeah. be very tiring. Well, you, you just look and it's not a good look. I know they're all done by different people at this point, yeah. uh, even though both YNR and um, Bold are Bell Soaps, YNR is now owned by Sony. But Genoa City, Wisconsin and Port Charles, New York should not reflect more of America than places like Los Angeles and Salem, Illinois. And it just is what it is. And, yeah. you know, that that's glaring because, you know, some of these shows that they're doing it right. They're 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 getting their diversity and not just color and, and race in socioeconomic and, you know, sexuality and, and, and representation everywhere. And wow. it's surprising who's doing it and who's not. Just saying. <laughs> I mean, it's very telling if I do say so myself. Mm -hmm. I'll say hats off to General Hospital and Days of Our Lives. Listen, um, you know, Ron, I do feel like at some point is going to be, you mm -hmm. know, there is a rumor. Yeah, he, he tries. There, well, there is a rumor that we are about to get our first lesbian romance on Days of Our Lives. And I'm super excited Ooh. about it. Uh, people are saying that the character of uh, Chanel and Allie had a past in London because when they meet up, we're going to realize they were friends from the past in London and they hmm. knew each other. And I hear that we might be getting an on-screen kiss immediately that's going to shock everybody because the, the preview, I don't know if you saw in Soaps and Death, they were like, um, Allie... Uh, Trip has competition for Allie's heart with someone else. And so I'm looking around, I was like, well, they're not gonna put Ben in her orbit because we already know that's going to Claire. Theo's leaving town. And I'm like, who else would be? And I'm looking at the canvas and I'm like, well, it's not gonna be Xander because, well, that's weird. Like Xander yeah. wouldn't do that. And I was just like, I feel like Xander's gonna move into the Gabby, Chloe, Brady. I feel like he's gonna be in that range with Philip and them. Um, so Super I'm sexy, like, um, soap, soap sex uh, there. Sorry, they're all like really pretty, okay? They're, they're extremely hot, so I'm like, you got all those people. And I mean, honestly, I feel like Xander might can move into the Nicole range. He can move into Ava range. He can move into Dan Spears. She crazy, mm -hmm. but she needs some too. Mm -hmm. But I, I, I'm, I'm thinking, and then, you know, reading the most recent Soap Digest, they said, um, I want to make sure I get it right. They're like, when Chanel runs into Ali, they, the audience realized they used to party and have fun in, um, oh. in London. And then they say that, uh, you know, we get to see Ali's fun-loving side through Chanel. They say, and something happens when what they- What about Strip? They're pretty cute, but I mean- right. And they say that something happens when they first meet that throws Trip for a loop. So a part oh. of me thinks that we're going to get an on-screen kiss and that they used to have a relationship, which is going to be And gets a freeway? <laughs> I mean, he might, but you might also get under the impression that like, to be honest, you had, is, is, is all of Sammy's kids going to end up on the LGBTQ? <laughs> I'm like, I mean, yeah. which, is, which honestly is reality location because I found out that a lot of times siblings who are raised together and they're gay, they all kind of, 
adopted. I have friends in college. Um, well, you look at the creators of the matrix though. They're both sisters and, and they're both trans. Um, right. so it just kind of, yeah, I mean, it just kind of yeah. happens because you, you look up to your siblings as you know, for guidance on things. And I think you, you realize your true self through it. And I don't think it's them making a decision. I really think it's like, Oh, we're all like this in college. There were two sets of brothers and sisters, mm -hmm. two girls who were twins and they had a brother. They were all gay. And then this other girl who had two brothers and they were all gay. And I, it, 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 I, I think it could be very interesting. Mm -hmm. And I wonder now saying this out loud, and I don't think this is a case, because I think the actress, again, Precious Way, just got another role and she's doing that. But I'm yeah. like, did they change the character of Chanel for this storyline? Like, did they make the decision to, you know what, she's doing another job anyways, let's recast the role and maybe get some chemistry with her and Allie. I don't know, we haven't seen their first scene together, so that could be interesting. Yeah, I'm just glad they're going forward because they sort of copped out on uh, Kristen and Lonnie. I get we, we'd we all pick Eli over just about anyone, um, but but Lonnie wasn't always acting like it. Um, so, so I'm yeah. glad that they worked things out, but you know, y'all could have had some good stuff there. Uh, just saying that the groundwork was laid. So, but if I understand, it's just like you see with, with some of the other choices is um, that they understand that some of their fan base isn't on board uh, with everything. So, so they tend to take the bigger risk with the younger characters. Yeah, and absolutely. I think that's what all these shows have done. Like you see with Moses and Faith and working that and Molly and TJ, I guess that's a little easier for, for older people to take. And um, okay, as long as you're showing it and as long as you do it well, great. I agree. I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm excited. So let's talk about our losers and winners of the week because there's been a lot of interesting shakeup that's continuing to happen around, uh, you know, the show as a whole. Um, mm -hmm. I'm going to go with a loser is still going to be um, Peter from General Hospital. Oh, and the reason he's always a loser. Because someone who thinks they're so smart and they have their finger on the pulse, they're literally getting rent. Like Maxie, Anna, mm -hmm. now we're gonna have Brooklyn in the mix. You got Cyrus who don't care nothing about Peter. I don't know why he didn't do. Valentine, no. you have all of these people. Yeah, all those people don't care about you anymore, buddy. They're, they're, they're like Peter, no one. And you know who else is a loser, but not of their own choice? Elizabeth from General Hospital. And she's only a loser yeah. because she has all of her friends and fucking family who know that Peter killed Franco and no one will tell her. And I think that that's really, really selfish. And I hope that to see least, with, Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to give her some good material. That's all I was gonna say. Like I, I, I cause this is ridiculous. Well, and at least with Finn, they had that moment of him considerate and then think, you know, because he's thinking about it and how he wants to tell her. And, and yeah. we get the flashback, we get those moments and how he's thinking about, though, that Chase is his son. Um, and he's trying to put that first and this could jeopardize that. So at least with Ben, we got the conflict about it. And at least with Scotty, with Cameron, we got the conflict about it. Ben and Scotty are also grieving. They've got their own problems. So I don't judge them in the bit. Um, but some of the other people, it, it's kind of like, yeah, why aren't you telling Elizabeth? And why aren't we featuring her more? And I am kind of all in for her and Ben. <laughs> but yeah, I'm getting I'm getting on board for it 100 percent Yeah, because that's just one more way of getting Hayden back. And um, yeah, you know, my losers. 
I love Richard Berge. I am really intrigued by Ashton Locke, but I mean, how can you not be a loser when you're literally having a heart attack on the couch of a business rival and he's holding it over you? And same thing for Brooklyn. Like, girl, mm, this is bad. I, I I do hope that Olivia sparks something in you to see where you work with the 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 melding of the minds and bro, uh, Maxi and Britta. But um, yeah, like Valentine's the smartest and the sexiest man in town, girl. Like, it ain't gonna work for too long. Well, I mean, I agree with you on that. I mean, I have to say Brooklyn is thinking off the top of her heel. She's like, oh, shit, let me do this. But, um, mm -hmm. you know, uh, for me, winners, uh, you know, I, I still think the winner, you know, like you said about Victor Newman, but another winner for me mm -hmm. is still Abby from Days of Our Lives because I feel like even though she, she just came up. They're back. Yeah, she got her fire back and she's like, I'm not taking this shit. But I also understand that uh, the feedback and the hatred that this storyline has gotten online because people are like, why does she think it's okay as a forward thinking woman who Abby has been to tell another woman what to do with her body and her choice? Uh -huh. So I think that that's an interesting take on it. And I think that, that that's the conversation that the country is more realistic, yeah. Realistic, right? What do you do when you get pregnant by somebody that you were not intending to get pregnant by or that you didn't want to? Now, granted, Gwen did seduce Chad and she knew Aww. what she was doing. Um, but I mean, that is a question, right? When you do things or, or, or God forbid you're taken advantage of or, or something happens, it's like, you know, what happens at that point? And Gwen is lucky because the storyline could have really had Chad being like, yo, you took advantage of me and all of this. Now, granted, she didn't drug him. She just lied to him. But I mean, this is a very interesting story and I can't see how, I can't wait to see how it plays out. I mean, we did see in a preview how it might play out, but um, you know, I think we'll see. Yeah, and, and that's the thing is I really like both Abigail and Gwen in this storyline. And this is one thing I'd say that Days is doing well and that, that they seem to do above some of the other soaps on occasion is that you like everybody in the storyline. So it's mm -hmm. interesting and you're really rooting. But that's the fun part of me picking Victor as my winner is like, he is so bad and I love it. And he he and Victoria going at it is great. Like, like let's have more of this. Let's have more Victor being Victor and the, the piece of crap we know he is, but we love him anyway. We love him anyways. I mean, I, again, I understand why you say you wanted bad Victor Newman. I mean, listen, you, and I don't even want to call him bad Victor Newman. I call mm -hmm. him badass Victor Newman because you mm -hmm. really want those characters who like Victor Kyriakis or even Stefano Demira with all the awful oh, yeah. things he did. You still wanted to like be like, yo, nobody messes with this character. And so you never want those characters to lose their backbone. Um, and you know, I think that, you know, speaking of performers, Michael Easton have given a really yeah. good backbone uh, to character Finn. And he, he, to me, is performer of the week. He has done really, really, really well. I love when he yelled at, at, at Anna and was just like, bitch, not today. Like you are, mm -hmm. I, this is crazy. Um, and I also have to also give uh, props to Jeannie Francis. And I wanted to do this a few weeks ago, but Jeannie, the way that she is both not scared slash terrified of Cyrus at the same time, 
works really well and she handles it really well. I remember she had a scene where he was in her house with Nicholas and he and he like raises his voice to her and she screamed, she yelped out. She's like, oh, like she was so shocked mm -hmm. that he yelled at her. And to me, I love how in one scene she can do that and the next scene she's like, oh, you did that to my daughter, screw you. I don't care about you. And I think that that's such an interesting dynamic that Jeannie plays really, really well. And I really like seeing her do that. Yeah, I will say that, that for whatever people think about the Cyrus storyline, the one thing we've really gotten so well is fleshing out Laura's siblings and Laura's history. And I think Jeff Cover is a brilliant actor. I think Michael E. Knight being the good brother um, it is perfect. And I love every time we get to see Jeannie sign. But there's a reason I wrote Michael Easton as my performer of the week because Michael Easton Michael Easton, Michael Easton. That man can sell it. I mean, and I'm a big Anna fan, don't get me wrong, guys, but the re again, I love the complicated female characters that aren't perfect, and Anna mm -hmm. ain't perfect. That's why she's perfect for my Valentine. But wow. it's like with her and Finn, there is this break of trust. There is this, and I love that he is able to express himself, but also yeah. be you know, this scared father, he expresses everything so well. Michael really navigates that character. And as much as we love John McBain, I like me some Dr. Finn. And I love that we have made this character sort of the, a, a father, a husband, or, you know, a soon-to-be husband. Everything is complicated in his life, and he still manages to navigate it all. So, yeah, he gets to get mad sometimes. Sorry. <laughs> Well, I think that they finally got the character right for Michael. And I'll tell you, because I think that when he first came back as Silas Clay, I think that, you mm -hmm. know, they were just in a rush to put a character in there and like tie it to Port Charles and yeah. give some winks to John McBain. And they, they just needed a character really quick because obviously they didn't want Kristen Alderson, um, you know, Roger Howard and Michael Easton to be out of work on, which I think that that was really nice. But that character did kind of sizzle and, and, and fade out. Uh, for multitude of reasons. So they really have gotten the character of Finn right. And there's so many connections that he has to people and him working at the hospital and him, you know, being connected to Elizabeth through Hayden and then having a relationship with Anna and, you know, now having a son slash brother who's, you know, as we know, um, it's really his brother because Cyrus mm -hmm. switched to results. Yeah. Um, so I, I really like that. I, I like that they did that. Um, you know, it seems like they were heavily riding Jackie um, in the beginning, but that character's around, but it doesn't seem like she's as it, you know, not as the secret's out, so to speak. Yeah. Jackie and, and, and Harrison, the, uh, Gregory are not really needed. You know, they're kind of just like, so I'm here. You know? Yeah, I, I wonder what they're going to do with that, because with Jackie and Lulu working and, and things like that, I, I feel like uh, GH is sort of doing a little like days, only not as obvious with the resting of characters and sort of working certain storylines. So, so I see what they're doing. And that may be the thing is because I do believe that initially it was supposed to be Gregory who was poisoned, not Chase, um, but they switched it around because of availability or something like that. I, I'm not sure, but but it's interesting to see how they've navigated this and how these characters go moving forward because you have great actors in um, Gregory Harrison and uh, Kim Delaney. So how do we service them without taking away from our contract players and, and while you know really navigating the whole canvas? And that's what's really special about the fact that they've 
paired Kim Delaney and Michael E. Knight again and have right. given this sort of friendship with her and um, Martin, which like with him and Valentine, his real life friend, James Patrick Stewart, I feel like they're smarter about this. And because they have the time to really see, it's like, look, we may not be able to ser uh, service everybody. I know it sounds so sexual, sorry. Um, I love it. We may not be able to put everybody with people that they may be able to interact with all the time, but we've got to create these other relationships organically that make sense and that fans like because people have different schedules and they have different guarantees and all that. Yeah, I hear that. I think that I, I'm just curious, you know, I think, and this goes back to availability that you've already talked about before. It's like, I haven't seen Jackie come in the hospital to see Chase at all. And I know she loves her son. So to me, you know, even a mention of Chase don't want to see you would be great. But oh. I mean, they kind of, you know, repaired that. So I'm hoping, and I, I'm not so sure about this um, Willow Michael Chase story because I feel like what's going to happen, and again, I have no intel, but I feel like that we're going to see Chase already know that Willow's with Michael, but continue to use his illness as a way to get Willow to marry him. Because- Oh, oh not Chase. Because he, you know, he He's already had that- Brooklyn. Well, he already had that moment the other day where he was just like, oh shit, um, we're married. <sighs> and I don't know if Chase is going to be somebody where Willow's talking to him and she thinks he's asleep and he overhears her say like, I'm, I wanna be with Michael or something like that. And then he uh -huh. continues to use this illness to have her like stay with him, um, which kind of brings out, which might be a great acting thing for Josh and he might enjoy doing that. Uh, but because you remember, well, you probably don't, on Days of Our uh -huh. Lives, they had a similar situation years ago with Sammy and EJ and he was sleeping with Abigail behind her back and she pretended like she didn't know, but she had found out months before and her and Kate had been playing this whole thing being like, oh, we don't know. And the whole time they were scheming together. Mm -hmm. So I, I wonder if something like that- Oh, we happen. don't know. I like that. That was a good yeah. impersonation. It, it, right, it might happen you know, where, where Chase, um, Chase and Brooklyn work together and she's lying, he's lying, and they're just trying to figure it out. So, yeah, because you know, I want them together. Like, it, and no disrespect to Caitlin, who is a great actress, and the Willow character has just never really set well with me, but it's not her fault. It's the way that the character's written. I don't like that character when it's Adam Newman. I don't like it when it's anyone else. I don't like a victim, and that just is what it is. And so it's really gross, uh, especially when you got, like, Sasha, who's honestly a good girl, too. I mean, she, she had a little bit of a drug problem, but she is not a bad girl. Like this isn't good girl, bad girl. So it doesn't really work. These two guys being obsessed with Willow. Um, and, and it just hasn't worked and, and fans aren't really into it. If you want to put her with Michael, put her with Michael. If you want to put her with Chase, put her with Chase. Let's not have the, if these two guys are fighting over anything, it's um, who gets to share the side of the bed, okay? It, it ain't cute, this whole triangle with the three of them. That If the two of them want to make out, Michael and Chase, I'm all for it. but. If Willow's gonna be in it, I don't care. Honey, pick one and, and stick with it. Like, no, no offense, but there are plenty of other women on canvas, and Brooklyn brings the 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 light in them. And and again, Caitlin is a great actress. I feel like they've done a disservice to her with the wishy-washy character because it ain't cute. You're an adult. Well, I think that Willow is Willow. The the character of Willow was a replacement for the character of Sabrina. 
I wanted a baby. That's all I wanted. I got with Michael. I became a nurse. A very and white, white replacement for Sabrina. No. Very, well, <laughs> sorry. You said it. You said it. <laughs> Listen, before Lucretia, I get in trouble because she's about to have me say something real bad. I mean, she's literally people. Snow White. Like, like that was the characterization, guys. Sorry. I, I mean it in the Disney sense. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I, I I agree with that. Um, before we go, obviously, if you guys have not checked out, please check out Forever and a Day. Um, we had our season finale on yesterday, uh, so please go listen to the episodes. It was absolutely amazing. We went out with a bang. Um, continue to support that. We will be airing uh, the Forever and a Day after show this week. Um, also, with a little special from the cast, so please check the Forever and a Day page on Twitter and on Facebook to find out any new updates coming with that. Well, and uh, with Forever in a Day, there are other soap content that we all create, just like SoapCon Live, the first Comic-Con for soaps. That's me and Susan Eisenberg there. You can catch us live this Saturday for the inaugural event on The Locker Room. We are starting at 1 or at 2.30 uh, Eastern Time with the doctors, and it goes on through there. Um, as you know, we talk a lot about General Hospital, guys. I'll be doing that panel at 7 p.m. Eastern. But just go to SoapConLive.com to check out all the goodness there. And you can book your meet and greets. You can book your autographs. You can book video greetings with your favorite actors. Just all check it out at SoapConLive.com. And follow them on Twitter. Guys, today, um, actually on Extra, um, Michelle Stafford. Um, was on as well as Kristen Alderson, as well as Cassie DePaiva. They were all talking about soap. And Ken Schreiner, yeah. And Ken Schreiner, they all were speaking about it. There's so many actors speaking out. Jackie Zeman is about it. Everyone is super excited. Shell Benison. It's going to be an amazing event. So please continue to support that. Um, and as always with me, you can catch me on Pride the Podcast, airing every Monday on your local podcast. Check it out. We actually have a special soap guest coming up this weekend. Can't tell you guys who it is, but you're going to be so excited to hear from her. And um, yeah, you can follow me on social media, on Twitter at Darrell Anthony, on my Facebook, Darrell Anthony, and Instagram, I am Darrell Anthony. And Lucretia, where can they find you? Since I'm Lucretia Lyon, guys, you can always find me at L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N anywhere on the internet since there is only one. Yay, love you guys. Thank you for listening to Believe in Soap Operas. If you're not subscribed to the show, be sure to hit that button so you get new episodes each week in the feed of your favorite podcasting app. Like us, rate us. Have something to say? Leave us a review. And if you're looking for the video version of this podcast, subscribe to our YouTube channel and like our Facebook page, all under Believe in Soap Operas. That's B-L-E-A-B. We'll be streaming live every Monday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern, and that's 3.30 p.m. Pacific, on Facebook and YouTube, so join in on the fun there. And don't forget to visit SoapConLive.com to check out our complete schedule, purchase autographs, video greetings, and book your virtual meet and greet with your favorite soap star today. And you can also catch up on Forever in a Day, the first soap opera to go back to the roots of audio during the pandemic. Season 2 is now streaming on all the podcast platforms you can find this one. Stay safe and sane, soap fans, and stay tuned for more Believe in Soap Operas. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. 
Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.